At that moment his thoughts were violently diverted, for Robert Quantock came out of his house in a tremendous hurry, merely scowling at Georgie and positively trotted across the green in the direction of the newsagents. Instantly Georgie recollected that he had seen him there already this morning before his visit to Olga, buying a new tuppenny paper in a yellow cover called Todd's News. They had had a few words of genial conversation, and what could have happened in the last two hours that made Robert merely gnash his teeth at Georgie now, and make a second visit to the paper shop? It was impossible not to linger a moment and see what Robert did when he got to the paper shop, and with the aid of his spectacles Georgie perceived that he presently loaded himself with a whole packet of newspapers in yellow covers, presumably Todd's News. Flesh and blood could not resist the cravings of curiosity, and making a detour so as to avoid being gnashed at again by Robert, who was coming rapidly back in his direction, he strolled round to the paper shop and asked for a copy of Todd's News. Instantly the bright December morning grew dark with mystery, for the proprietor told him that Mr. Quantock had bought every copy he possessed of it. No further information could be obtained, except that he had bought a copy of every other daily paper as well. Georgie could make nothing of it whatever, and having observed Robert hurry into his house again, went on his errand to Lucia. Had he seen what Robert did when he got home, it is doubtful if he could have avoided breaking into the house and snatching a copy of Todd's news from him. Robert went to his study and locked the door. He drew out from under his blotting-pad the first copy of Todd's News that he bought earlier in the morning, and put it with the rest. Then, with a furrowed brow, he turned to the police reports in the Times, and after looking at them laid the paper down. He did the same to the Daily Telegraph, the Daily Mail, the Morning Post, the Daily Chronicle. Finally, this was the last of the daily papers, he perused the Daily Mirror, tore it in shreds, and said, Damn! He sat for a while in thought, trying to recollect if anybody in Rhizome except Colonel Boucher took in the Daily Mirror. But he felt morally certain that no one did, and letting himself out of his study and again locking the door after him, he went into the street and saw at a glance that the Colonel was employed in whirling Mrs. Weston round the green. Instead of joining them, he hurried to the Colonel's house and, for there was no time for half-measures, fixed Atkinson with his eye, and said he would like to write a note to Colonel Boucher. He was shown into his sitting-room, and saw the Daily Mirror lying open on the table. As soon as he was left alone, he stuffed it into his pocket, told Atkinson he would speak to the Colonel instead, and intercepted the path of the bath-chair. He was nearly run over, but stood his ground, and in a perfectly firm voice asked the Colonel if there was any news in the morning papers. With the colonel's decided negative ringing joyfully in his ears, he went home again, and locked himself for the second time into his study.